All right, go ahead and open up your celebration app, and we're going to dive right into it. We are talking about being unoffendable. That is the goal, to be unoffendable. Um, meaning that we as Christians, we need to strive every day to be one of those kind of people where it is impossible for someone to offend us. Getting angry is normal. Staying angry is incredibly dangerous. So we're going to unpack the thought of not accepting any offenses and being quick to forgive. Quick. Everybody say quick. Quick. Everybody say it again. Quick Quick to forgive. Um, Go ahead and put that picture of Kanye on the screen. Um, This is Kanye West, everyone. Here's another picture of him. Um, And then here's a third picture of he and his wife, Kim Kardashian. Uh, I have never been a huge fan of Kanye West because of some of the antics he's done in the past. But he has recently uh, given his life to Jesus. And he started doing something called Sunday Service, and he started selling T-shirts to promote his next album called Jesus is King. And somebody actually got me this T-shirt, and so I decided to put it on right before service started. Um, I want you to listen to uh, one of the songs off of his recent album called Jesus is King. Take a listen to this. Service on the road All my idols, let them go 
that's what God is. That's what God is. I wish I wish I could talk to Kanye just for one split second and just say I am so proud of you, bro. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Um, but he, I was listening to the entire album while I was running around the block. I was just trying to exercise, and then I was getting all pumped up on all of his songs. And then he sang one song, and this one was more rap, and it just kind of uh, it broke my heart when he sang it. I just wanted to find him and like. Give him a guy hug, and um, why don't you take a listen to this? Cut out all the lights, see the light. Gap pulled over, see the brights. What you doing on the street at night? Wonder if they're gonna read your rights. 13th Amendment, three strikes. Made a left when I should have made a right. Told God last time on life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. Told the devil when I see him on sight. I've been working for you my whole life. Told the devil that I'm going on a strike. I've been working for you my whole life. Nothing worse than a hypocrite. Change, he ain't really different. He ain't even try to get permission. Ask for advice and they dissed him. Said I'm finna do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loved me. They'll be the first one to judge me. Feeling like nobody loved me. Told people God was my mission. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loved me. Make you feel alone in the dark and you never see the light, man. You never see in home, man. You never see the domes. I can feel it when I write. Point of living in the right. If they only see the wrongs, never listen to the songs. Just to listen is a fight. But you whoop me for the fight. It's so hard to get along if they only see the slight from the love of religion. What are you being from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make it seem like nobody loved me. I'm not trying to lead you to visas. But if I try to lead you to Jesus, we get called halfway believers. Only halfway read Ephesians. Only if they knew what I knew of. I was never new till I knew of. True and living God, Yeshua. The true and living God. Somebody pray for me. The, the part that broke my heart was it, is, it was the Christians that he was most concerned about not affirming him and encouraging him. And I thought to myself, we as Christians, as the body of Christ, we need to be known for people who give a lot of grace and give a lot of mercy. Are you with me? Say yes. Now, it's an easy sell to get you to give grace to Kanye West, 
Right? It's an easy sell because you don't know him. You've never met him. Uh, and so if I say, give grace to Kanye, if he messes up, give him grace, you can think to yourself, okay, I'll give him grace, no problem, I'm with you. I need grace too, so I'm giving you grace. But what I'm asking you this morning is to not give grace necessarily just to Kanye. I'm asking you to give grace to that one person in life that you don't want to give them grace. Because it's easy to give grace to somebody you don't know, but what about your stepmom, your brother, your father, your sister? Because to the degree, this is what the Bible says, to the degree, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, if you judge others, you yourself will be judged. The way you treat others is the way you will be treated. The standard by which you judge will be how you will be judged. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, it says this, that if you do not forgive others, God in heaven will not forgive you of your sins. So that one person that you don't want to forgive, God will not forgive you if you do not forgive them. That one person is, I'll forgive the whole world. I'll forgive Kanye West. I'll forgive everybody of everything. No, 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 no. That one person, those three people, that one family member, that one person in the office, they cannot hold you back from what God has for you. They cannot do it. Somebody, if there's somebody in this room that you have somebody that is, they were evil and they did something evil to you. I am so sorry, and I'm not telling you to get reconnected and reconciled with them. Evil people, you need to stay away from them. There are divine connections where God wants you with people, and there are divine, connect, divine disconnections where he wants you to stay away from some people. So I'm not saying get back together with them. I'm not saying call them. You pray about that, and you'll know if you just need to continue to stay away from them. But we have to forgive them for two reasons. Are you ready? Say yes. yes. Number one, unforgiveness determines whether or not you are blessed or whether or not you are cursed. It determines that. We just said that. The way you treat others is the way you yourself will be treated. Number two, unforgiveness proves that evil is in control. See, it's normal to be angry, but when you remain angry, there is a spirit that is in control. You may think that it is about your father or your mother, your sister, your cousin. That is a lie from the enemy. It's really got very little to do with them, even if what they did was completely wrong. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 in the New Living Translation proves this. It says, you are not wrestling against flesh and blood. It is not about people. It is about rulers. Rulers, evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Mighty powers in this dark world. And evil spirits in heavenly places. 
When you remain angry, there are spirits that are a part of that. There are spirits that are influencing you and telling you that you're 100% right, they're 100% wrong, and your position is righteous. They can be 100% wrong, and you can be 100% right, and you are still in an unrighteous position. To the degree that you give forgiveness, that is the amount of forgiveness you will experience when you stand before God. Are you with me? Say yes. yes. Here's the, what I want you to grasp with your whole heart. God has certain things in store for you and planned for you that if you get caught up with this unforgiveness, you will never experience what God has planned for you. You will never experience it. You can only excel to the degree that you can handle offense and pain. That's as high as you can go. That is as high as you can go. When you see people in Congress and at the White House, they yell at each other. And then when the appointment is over, they're like, hey, Bob, you want to go get a beer? They don't internalize it. So they can go from a city official to a state official to a national position. They don't internalize it. It's just cognitive. It's a cognitive point. You can only rise to the degree that you are not influenced by offense and pain. Once you hit your ceiling of being offended, you are not growing anymore. All of us can run 10 feet, but we can't run the Boston Marathon because we have a threshold of pain. This is as far as we can go. When you are offended and you experience pain and stop growing, you have hit your ceiling. You're done. You're done. You're going to heaven, but your growth, done. It is not worth it. We have to pray anyway. We have to worship anyway. We have to praise his name anyway. We got to seek his face anyway. There's something bigger going on than just that one person who might be a complete idiot. Get them out of your head. Are you with me? Say yes. Crystal, come on up here. And the band, come on up here. Uh, I want them to, there's a song. Many of you probably know it because we're in Texas and um, this is kind of a country feel. Uh, Martina McBride wrote the songs. I don't know if she wrote it, but she definitely sang it. Um, it's called Anyway. Raise your hand if you've ever heard this song. Um, I, I want to challenge everyone here. Pray anyway. Worship anyway. Get rid of, get that nasty stuff off you. Don't drink the poison. Say it out loud on three, really loud. Don't drink the poison. One, two, three. Don't drink the poison. Three times, sorry. Don't drink, don't drink the poison. Don't drink the poison. Don't drink the poison. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. Crystal, sing to us. Minister to us. Spend your whole life building 
Crystal, and thank you to the worship team. Thank you so much for making that happen. 
Um, I'm always very interested about the end of our services because um, I don't plan how they're going to end. I just kind of hope that the Lord um, will do something special and the first service is always different from the second and the second is always different from the third. But I want to say in Isaiah chapter 49 verse 8, it says, at just the right time, the Lord will respond to you. I know forgiving people anyway, praying anyway, believing anyway, worshiping anyway, sometimes that, that you just wonder if you're doing it for nothing. I want to tell you, at just the right time, the Lord will respond to you. And I've got a really cool testimony of, of, um, of God doing exactly that. I'd like for Carl and Wilma to, uh, to come down here. And um, many of you guys that have been coming to church here for a long time have been, you're, you're well aware that every single week people get healed. Last Sunday, four people had their deaf ear opened. Four people. Four. Four of them. Actually, I think it was five. I think it was five. I think it was five. Um, we're just experiencing phenomenal things. Um, but I want um, uh, Wilma and Carl, come on right up here and uh, tell everyone your story. Um, on sep- September 29th, when I left church here, I had, um, I had an MRI scheduled because I was having problems with my left shoulder. Um, I was in pain to the point where I couldn't lift my shoulder, my arm, to, to comb my hair or to do things, my face area, I had to bring my head all the way down and then, you know, do whatever I, I needed to do. So the, I went for the MRI and they told me I had a tear. And I had three options. One was surgery, one was a shot, I don't like needles, so I I refuse to take a shot. And uh, the third one was um, physical therapy. I didn't do any of them. I tried to schedule physical therapy, but every time I called, I was on hold for a long time, so I said, forget it. So there was a fourth, fourth option, which really should have been the first option. When I came to church, Pastor Frankie called for, and I know it was God using him because I don't just go up for prayer. I have to know that it's God leading me. So I believe the first one was he called for someone that was having problems with their finger, something with the lip and the shoulder. I remember him saying something like uh, an arrow, no pain in the shoulder. So I'm like, okay, that's me. And when I started to come up front, then he said, right shoulder. I'm like, I know I heard left, so I decided to come up anyways. When Pastor Frankie laid his hands on my shoulder in that exact spot, the pain was gone. I was able to... (laughs) Glory to God. 
I, I was able to immediately lift my arm, and when I lift my arm, I heard all I could hear was a um, popping noise, but the pain was completely gone. And I walked back to my seat, and I showed my husband, and he was like, wow, look at you, because he knew the pain that I was in, and I'm a crybaby when it comes to dealing with pain. I don't tolerate pain well. But God is my healer, and I know that he did it, and I give God the glory. Because God is awesome. And I mean, to, to move when you know God is speaking to you, that's the best thing that you can do. And I thank God for healing me, and I have not had a problem with my shoulder since. Praise and I God. give God the glory. Praise God. Praise God. 2017, we moved from Chicago to Texas. During that time in Chicago, I had two biopsies because, because of some, some strange blood work that was coming back. So my urologist scheduled me for two biopsies. And when I got, when we moved here to Texas, I had to send for my medical records. And lo and behold, I had to do another biopsy. I don't know if you guys know anything about biopsies, but uh, they're not fun. So, I don't know numbers too good, but I know names very well. I know the name that's above every other name. We're talking about the healer. And I tried to explain to these doctors that there wasn't anything wrong with me. Because... I believe whose report would I believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Now, I know that God has these doctors here for a reason. I was a medic when I was in the military. I saw quite a few things, very unexplainable things. But on August the 12th of 1980, that's when my life changed completely. After I lost my parents, and both my parents in the summer of 19. 74, back to back. I gained a lot of faith to believe, to know that God doesn't make any mistakes. And when I was diagnosed with having these high numbers in the, on the prostate exam, I knew right away that it wasn't nothing but the enemy. And I had, I re, I've learned how to refuse anything that he has to offer over the years. And I just praise and thank God that I am cancer-free, been delivered, set free. Praise God. Praise God. Um, the one thing that stood out most with me at the doctor's office is the fact that he said um, his, his numbers went from 13, which was high, to 17. And he said he wanted to put him on an antibiotic for a week and then do the blood work over and come back. So when we went back, the numbers went from 17 to 16, and that's when they wanted him to do the biopsy, which I knew everything was fine. But the thing is, the doctor himself said that since his numbers was 17 and he was cancer-free, he would use that as his, um, um, how do you put it, um, a new, um, Yes, yes, baseline for the PSA uh, numbers. 
So all glory goes to God because God is who he said he is, and he is a healer. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. I want everyone here to stand up on your feet for me, please. You know, it's a beautiful thing when every week there's a new testimony. Somebody, several people get healed every single Sunday. If you haven't heard me say it, if you get healed at Celebration Church, it is your responsibility to give Him glory. The Bible talks about the evil side of touching His glory. If you don't give Him praise, you're touching His glory. If I try to take His praise, I'm touching His glory. So you have to give His praise, you have to praise Him, and I have to stay away from it. Are you with me? Say yes. So it's an easy thing to do. All you have to do is just email the church. You can do it through the app. You can do it on the website. Email the church. We get emails in every single Monday, every single Tuesday, emails come in. And uh, we usually just pick one out of the stack to give an, 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 um, a testimony in the upcoming weeks. Um, now we got to schedule them because there's so many of them. Um, but um, for some of you, today may be your day. Maybe your day. I think that it will be, as a matter of fact. I'd like our prayer partners to come down if they would. All the prayer partners. If you are standing in this room and you're like, I'm listening to what you're saying, Frankie. Let me just tell you, if my heart were to stop beating in the next five minutes, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. If that's you, the most important thing you can do with your life, not just your day today, but your life, is to come down here and take the hand of a prayer partner and say, I need to get my life right with God. If there's anything at all that you need prayer for, if you need a healing in your body, if you need a new job, I, I don't care what it is. God controls the wind and commands the waves when to stop. He can do anything that you need. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, it says, If you believe, all things are possible. I want you to come down, take the hand of a prayer partner. They will pray for you. Uh, every once in a while at this part of the service, I, I, I have this, this impression, and I don't know if it's God or if it's me until I say it. Um, but if you're in this room and, and your jaw, um, your jaw has been giving you a lot of pain, um, I want to pray for you. If you're in this room and your jaw has been giving you a lot of pain, uh, I'd like for you to come out of your seat right now. Don't wait. Come out right now. I want to I pray for you. Um, is it you, sir? Is it you? You're, what, what's your name? What's your name? Jay? All right. Um, today is going to be your day. See, it's when a word of knowledge goes out and it's God, you're going to get healed. He just pretty much called your name, right? He pretty much just called your name. Um, and so if that's you, uh, there may be more than one. There may be more than one. Now, if I think it's a word of knowledge and nobody comes down, that means God wasn't talking to me. I was talking to me. Um, and then just disregard everything I just said. Um, but I always like to try to be as specific as possible because a room this big, you guys are smart. Somebody's got to have a, a, a problem 
with something. But if I get really specific, I'm either right or I'm wrong, and that's the position I want to be. One time in this church, I said, come down if you have pain in your back. I will never do that again. We'll never do that again. There was a line from here to the cars. We'll never do that again. I would rather be as specific as possible, specific as possible. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, that means somebody's name just got called. Someone's name just got called. Also, someone with the right eye, just a right eye. God needs to touch your right eye. You almost have, you can see through it, but there's just so much pain behind your eye. Uh, is that anyone in this room that fits that that category? It's just a lot of pain, pressure behind your right eye. Is, that, is there anyone in this room that that fits? Anyone at all? No one? It must have just been me. I was preaching at a church recently and I, I thought I... God wanted me to um, uh, pray for a guy named Josh, and I've always laughed. I shouldn't have never laughed. It's it's a, it's it's evil to do it. But I've seen preachers say a name, and then if they're wrong, they go, "Does anyone know anybody named Josh?" <laughs> have you ever watched a movie where there was a guy in the movie named Josh? Um, and uh, I was always like, come on, man, just admit that you missed it. And then I was preaching at a church a few months ago, and I said the name that I thought the Lord was telling me, and nobody raised their hand. And I was so tempted. I was so tempted. Anyone have a brother? A cousin? A man, uh, <laughs> Have you ever heard the name Josh? Um, <laughs> Josh, Joshua, Jonathan? <laughs> just. I'd rather just be wrong. Are you with me? Because I know, I know that I'm just, I'm, I'm a clay, I'm a clay vessel. That's all I am. But the oil in the vessel can do anything. And the, the, the presence of God on the inside of you is so powerful. If I can encourage you to do one thing, and it's just to take a risk. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, someone's about to get healed. And it's worth it. Are you with me? If you need a healing in any part of your body, I want you to come out of your seat and let someone pray with you. And I'm going to pray for this gentleman right here. I'll see you next Sunday. Be blessed in the name of the Lord.